This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. For the best way to fall asleep with Night Falls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfall's classics, all with a rich, immersive, and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfall's, Nightfall's Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfall's, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfall's Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it. And so will I. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jeffrey, and welcome to Night Falls. Join me around the campfire at the foot of these mystical falls for a podcast of bedtime stories designed to help you sleep. Each week, we'll begin with a brief meditation before settling into our story for the evening. And don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. I want you to drift off whenever you're ready. Just before we start, I'd like to say a huge thanks to you all for listening in. As someone who's suffered from poor sleep myself, I know how valuable something like this can be so it really is a pleasure to share this space and time with you. I'm recording this with my dog Otto at my feet. He's lovely and warm, and he's great company. Plus, he always lets me know if I make any mistakes in my storytelling. (laughs) Tonight, take a pew beside the fire 
And let me tell you how I first stumbled upon this quaint little clearing I've come to know as night falls. Though I didn't know it back then, the magic that rises off these crystalline falls was the warm and sleepy force that drew me towards the clearing at first and left me feeling sleepier than ever before. I had totted my tiredness up to the humidity rising off the waterfall when I first arrived. But little by little, the magic of nightfalls revealed itself to me and showed me the untamable beauty of the clearing it makes its home in. With every perfect day since my arrival in nightfalls, every silver moon and stunning sunrise, the magic has shown me the beauty that can be found in the world around us. It has taught me that the peace and happiness I deserve, the rest and relaxation I seek, cannot be afforded to me by worldly possessions and accolades. I found peace and fulfilment here, at the foot of the falls. And I hope that in telling you my tale tonight, you too might find just enough peace to drift off to sleep. Before I begin my story, take a moment to clear your mind. For much about these mystical falls defies logic, cannot be explained away by rhyme or reason. To understand the true nature of nightfalls, it's important to maintain an open mind. It took me many moons to realise that magic fills the air here, and as you take a deep breath in, perhaps you can feel it too. Take a moment to savour that feeling and exhale, letting the breath drain from your body on a long, lazy sigh of relief. Breathing in deeply, welcome calmness, kindness, and a sense of openness into your body. Exhaling, let go of any negative energy still lingering within you after another long day. Breathing in deeply now, allow stillness, serenity, and a sense of curiosity to flow into you. And exhaling, let go of the notion of right or wrong, fact or fiction, as you allow yourself a moment to imagine life beyond the borders of the one that seems to have already been laid out for you, drawing in a deep breath. Grant yourself permission to simply be, just as you are, at this very moment in time. Sighing out, let any self-critical thoughts drain from your body 
as you grant yourself the time to relax by the fireside with me. Before I found myself in nightfalls, I, like many, lived and thrived in the bright lights and bustling busyness of the city. I enjoyed my time there very much and was grateful to have truly amazing friends and loved ones with whom I had plans aplenty. But one weekend in particular, following a rather jam-packed week, I recall feeling like a brief change of pace might be exactly what I needed in order to relax and recharge. I wasn't looking for an escape when I bundled my tent into my hiking bag and made my way out to the car. I already felt fortunate in a thousand different ways for the life I had. In truth, I was simply hankering after a moment of quiet to refresh me and give me a chance to recharge so I could go back to the city feeling ready for whatever life threw my way. It has always been of great importance to me that I live my life to the fullest, and the older I've gotten, the clearer it has become that in order to do that, in order to be present and ready to take on the world, I must first take care of myself. I think it was for that very reason that I decided to take a trip to the mountain range I'd visited nearly every summer as a child. Though I was still a young man at the time, I think it was beginning to dawn on me, even then, that I needed to find ways to fully rest and relax if I wanted to lead a life as full and fast-paced as the one I cherished so much. I'd fond memories of running wild through the thick grass that grew on the mountaintops and knew that in wandering the same paths as I did all those years ago, I would be able to clear my mind and recoup some of my energy. Though my memory of the mountain range was hazy and almost dreamlike as I journeyed towards it that day, I felt sure it had struck me as a deeply peaceful place to be even as a child. When no doubt I was the biggest disruption to the sweet silence that glazes these hilltops. It wasn't a long drive, perhaps an hour or so, and there was something rather relaxing about watching the busier city streets give way to the rolling expanse of the countryside. Tall buildings shrunk into the distance in my rear-view mirror as quainter cottages, the likes of which had been illustrated in the fairy tale books I cherished as a child, began to line themselves along the side of the road. By the time I was nearing the mountain range itself, The horizon had completely opened out. I enjoyed the newfound sense of space 
as I trundled along in my trusty little car. I followed the road that cut between farmers' fields and rolling pastures to the very foot of the mountains that eclipsed them. When I finally arrived that sunny Saturday morning, I realised that the beauty of the place had been almost entirely lost on me as a child. So taken was I with my games and my mischief that I must have missed the wildflowers that bloomed upon the hillsides. I couldn't recall having ever noticed the pine trees that feathered the western faces of the mountains and stretched up towards the heavens. But that day, I marvelled at the way their highest branches dipped into the sunlight that they'd stretched up to gather, even with roots anchoring them at the pit of some of the deepest valleys and ravines in the area. As an adult, and especially as one used to the crush and crowd of the city skyline, the mountain range appeared nothing short of stunning to me. And perhaps it always had been. I'd just not paid it enough attention as a young boy to know that it was deserving of my gratitude. I called into the tourist office briefly, a small wooden hut with an elderly woman propping herself up over an information desk. She smiled at me as I plucked a map from the display of leaflets before her and I smiled back before heading on my way. There's nothing treacherous about these hillsides and the hiking trails that run over them, particularly in the summertime when the weather is fair. There's no risk to passing explorers, only rolling hilltops and the occasional stream to traverse with a hop and a skip. In lieu of that, the morning walk was a gentle one. The trail I took up the first mountain was gradual and meandering, and eased me into what I had thought would be just two blissful days of silence and solitude as I explored the area. My tent on my back, slowing me a little as the incline steepened, I reached the first summit around midday, and just moments before, the drizzle began. The rain wasn't cold across my skin, and, in truth, I found it rather calming. Having reached the summit already, I found myself exposed to the elements, and as the rain grew heavier, I walked on through it. It was cathartic to wander through the shower like that, and when the skies finally cleared and I began to dry off, I found myself feeling lighter than I had in years. The thoughts that crowded at the corners of my mind had all been washed away, and my mind felt crystal clear. I recall feeling more present than ever before, and noted that the air tasted fresher after the summer rain. 
the grass appeared greener with raindrops beating upon each blade of it, and the sun felt warmer upon my skin. It was only then that I thought to stop and review the map. It had been sitting untouched in my pocket for several hours, and I hadn't noticed the water seeping through my pockets and leaving it sodden. As I unfolded it, the paper began to come apart in my hands, and the ink had bled to such an extent that the dotted red line marking out the path I was able to take had become a series of undecipherable pinkish smudges upon the page. The weather was fair again, and I was in no mood to turn back, so I tucked what remained of the map back into my pocket and carried along on my way. My goal was to reach the summit of the next hillside before the day was out and make camp there for the evening. With that in mind, I supposed the only way was onwards. I was walking along a ridge towards the second summit when I spotted it the yellow belly of a tiny warbler bird resting on a fallen log in the undergrowth. I'd left my bird-watching days behind me when I moved to the big city, but I spent enough of my childhood with my grandfather's binoculars pressed eagerly to my eyes as he pointed out the birds in the sky above to know that the warbler couldn't have been native to these parts It had been years since I'd seen one of the flaxen birds. Usually, they were skittish and hard to catch a glimpse of before they fluttered off into the ether. But this one seemed almost brazen as it hopped closer to me. It landed on the toe of my boot, and I stood stock still, honoured the tiny creature trusted me enough to get so close. When it finally flew away again and began flitting down the mountainside, darting from pine tree to pine tree, I found myself following it. Though I didn't know it at the time, it wasn't just the yellow belly of the warbler that I was following through the trees that day but instead an extension of the magic of nightfalls. You see, the magic that rises off of the falls and ebbs into the air around the clearing loves to lead, to guide passers-by into seeing or understanding whatever it is that they most need to. So I would come to know that a great many warblers nest upon the rock face behind the falls themselves. I have a sneaking suspicion that the yellow bird I followed down into the clearing that day was rather a flourish of the falls magic calling out to me than the rarely spotted warbler. The magic has a way of knowing people. It's clever and cunning like that. 
It knew precisely what would catch my eye enough to give me pause. It could sense what might stir me enough to make me follow it down the hillside and into the clearing below. For all its games, I find myself eternally grateful to the magic for leading me through the thick pine forest and into the cradle of the clearing that day. The magic of the falls that led me around the clearing. Little by little, it unveiled to me the untouched beauty of this hidden clearing at the heart of the pine forest. I followed the path that cleared for me through the tall trees and found myself gazing up at the most stunning waterfall I'd ever seen. The water rushed in abundance over the cliff edge and flowed down over the rock face. Wildflowers were growing through cracks in the rocks and birds had made their home in the caves that cut into the cliff face. The clearing seemed awash with birdsong, the chorus amplified by the natural acoustics of night falls. I stood stock still for a moment listening to the birds sing. Eventually, I allowed my eyes to drift closed and listened in more closely to hear the quiet cheeping of the chicks just finding their voices beneath the cry of the bigger birds and the high-pitched twittering of the bright yellow warblers in the trees above me. I'd lost sight of the little bird that led me down to the clearing, but it was of comfort to me to know he was up there somewhere, chirping from a treetop, no doubt. I'd never considered myself much of an adventurer, and always felt more comfortable tucked up by the fireside with a good book. But something about being in nightfalls freed me up become the person I'd always wanted to be. The falls gave me a new lease of life, and that, in turn, gave me stories of my own to tell by the fireside, just as I am this evening, though I still very much enjoy falling asleep to a good book. There's something deeply satisfying in knowing that I have lived out my own story here before the falls and that it is undoubtedly one worth telling. Without the pressure to show up in the world as the person I was expected to be, I felt free to be bold where I might not normally have been. I found a confidence within me, a sense of self-assurance and a way to trust myself again. Though I didn't know it at the time, Every rock face the magic guided me to clamber up that day. Every stream it nudged me to try and jump across while I explored the clearing was teaching me to take risks. I know now that as the magic challenged me and drew me towards obstacles I might otherwise have avoided, it was also making sure I got through unscathed, unchanged, save for the broadening of my smile 
and the deepening sense of achievement settling into my chest. With its games, my good friend the magic led me into believing I knew how to look after myself and convinced me that I could afford to take risks when the reward seemed worthy. The magic allowed me to trust in my body again, in its capacity to keep me safe and sustain me, and trickery or none, I will be eternally grateful for the day it taught me that lesson. The magic showed me the way to the waterfall and nudged me to climb up onto a small ledge at the foot of the cliff behind it. Before I knew it, I had sidestepped across a ledge and dashed through a gap in the falls. Time seemed to bend back on itself in the cave behind the waterfall. Minutes turned to hours, but hours passed just as easily as minutes might whilst the roaring water rushed by me. The falls protected me from the noise and clatter of the outside world, and I couldn't recall having ever felt quite so calm as I did at that moment. The growing stillness within me sat in stark contrast to the gallons of water that cascaded by the cave entrance and into the lake below. I took a moment to stop, to simply be. In that perfect moment, I truly felt that there was nowhere else I needed to be, and nothing I needed to prioritize over standing as still as time does in the cave behind the falls, and taking a moment to breathe. As the sun finally began to set beyond the summit of the next hillside and cast long shadows across the clearing, I drove out through the waterfall and into the lake below. Though the water was falling heavily into the lake and its surface seemed rarely to stir, it was calm and crystalline as I bathed in it something silken about the water in the lake at the foot of the falls, and I passed a while paddling around before I made my way to the shore. As I waded out of the shadows, it took a minute to behold the waterfall as the sun finally dipped beyond the next hillside and the moon bared its face. I thought the falls were stunning by day, but I realised at that moment that their true beauty could only be revealed by moonlight, and it was then that I christened the waterfall and the clearing it flowed into, Night Falls. Before I made my way up the golden sands of the beach, took a moment to check my reflection on the surface of the lake. As I looked upon my likeness in the crystalline water, I felt sure I had never seen myself quite so clearly. Smiling ear to ear, 
I began to feel good about the person grinning back at me. I felt good about my features, about the soft and ever so slight greying of my beard and the bright hazel of my eyes. Pride for all that I had already achieved and a deep sense of gratitude for the highs and lows that led me to that very moment, that very first evening in nightfalls. I would come to know that a lake has a habit of showing you exactly what you need to see. Indeed, on occasion, it can be heard whispering kind words beneath the gentle breeze that sometimes carries across the clearing. I'd almost dried off by the time I decided to start a campfire. I arranged a heap of logs upon the mossy undergrowth just before it gave way to the sifted sandy beach surrounding the lake and threw a match into the centre of the pile. As the fire began to blaze, its warmth ebbing into my body, I found it impossible to resist the pool of sleep. I lived like that for three days and three nights, exploring the clearing by day and allowing myself to sleep long hours by the fireside by night, till the sun seemed to rise and set, the surrounding pine forests and the converging hillsides cast the clearing in shade for much of the day. The place seemed permanently suspended in the twilight, and for that reason I found that though I was doing less than I had in years, I felt sleepier than ever before. I didn't know it then, but that thickness hanging in the air in nightfalls, that heaviness I had attributed to the condensation rising off the waterfall was in fact the magic of the place, clinging to the very air I breathed, willing me with every breath to rest, to relax, and allow myself to catch up the sleep I had craved for so long. For three consecutive nights, I slept soundly beside the campfire, and in all that time its flames hadn't gone out. I can't recall having done much in the way of tending to it, and perhaps it was the arrogance of youth that led me to believe the fire continued to burn because of how well I had built it in the first place. As time wore on, However, I began to question my resolve. At first, I had thought that passers-by were stoking the flames and tending to the fire as I slept, and for a time, it didn't bother me that I never seemed to catch them. But then weeks passed with no face but my own in the reflection upon the lake at the foot of the falls and I was forced to reconsider. For a time, 
I had convinced myself that the creatures that made their home in the thick pines surrounding the clearing were stoking the flames whilst I slept. It wasn't until weeks later, when I had fully discovered the magic bound up in the air here, and began to consider it my friend, that the true mystery of the campfire was revealed to me. After weeks of watching it burn, I began to suspect that the fall's magic was the force tending to the flames, and soon came to know that the campfire served a purpose beyond warming passers-by and lighting their way. For years now, people have been drawn to the campfire, avid adventurers in search of warmth and rest lay down their belongings and grant themselves a moment of relaxation by the fireside. Those people tell only their best stories to one another, to speak them over the flames and the fire remembers. It saves up those stories and if you give to it, if you throw it some kindling when it's beginning to tire or set another log at its base, It will gift those stories back to you. I like to sit by the flames before bed. I throw a few logs into the campfire. I offer it my kindness. And in return, it gifts me a story. The stories it tells aren't dreams. But there's certainly something dreamlike about them. Perhaps the storyteller remembered wrong. Perchance they made the punchline tighter or sifted out the sadness in their tale. Maybe they exaggerated or embellished. I can't help thinking that it's those alterations that grant the stories their dreamlike hue. It is my considered opinion that there is truly nothing more relaxing than a tale told by firelight. And the tales the fire tells me prepare me for some of the most restful nights of sleep I've ever known. So, tonight, I'm telling the fire my story. Though I'm quite sure it knows this one already. I want to be sure that it's saved up in the flames. Should anyone be as lucky as I and come to think of Night Falls as home, I hope they'll hear my story burning out in the flames. I best be off to bed now, and perhaps you might like to be too. I hope our sleep is as deep as the lake at the foot of the falls.